Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Crit Chat, where a group of DMs get together every other week and discuss the important things in life, like how no one knows the intro. It's unknowable, it's unfathomable, it's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it too much. Uh, this week, we have with us Emily Kuklinski. What's up, nerds? <laughs> yep, that's me. <laughs> so it's so drunk. Why are we so drunk sounding? <laughs> Oh, I'm really tired, and I just got off of work, so... That's fair. I'm tired for just... uh, The day is long. Life is hard. We also have with us Heather! I mean... Hi, I'm also tired, because I've been up for ten minutes. Nice. Right. Oh! (laughs) I'm in grad school, because I have empty alcohol bottles on my desk. Nice. That's the sign. Oh no! I'm just oh, in no. the the working world, and so I'm drinking now. You look. It's been a day. <laughs> Everyone's sleepy for lots of different reasons. We're gonna talk about books. <laughs> yes. Oh, heck this is yeah. the best combination. <laughs> oh lord! Tired alcohol and literature. Look, what can go wrong? If if nothing else, sometimes my life just needs me to like. I don't like to think I'm a stereotypical white woman, but I know that I am. I will kill for like a nice bath with a glass of wine and a book. That's all I really want to do. But I've already had a bath today, so that's off the cards. But we can still talk about books. Let's do that. Books. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, like with the, the fantasy film club, we're just going to go around and talk about books that we like, probably in the fantasy genre, and maybe relate them, hopefully, the dream is to relate them to why they are good reads for uh, people that are either DMing or like Dungeons and Dragons. But if we don't do that and just get caught up talking about books that we like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> this is only, we only have an hour? It's made that's not Yeah, time. like it's not- we're like the fantasy film club. We ended up only we only we only did got ended up managing to talk about one each. But I think that part of that was I think that that was the one where Ian suggested trolls too, and we just got into that yeah. for the entire time. But yeah, so this one we'll fucking see. Oh, hey mom. <laughs> Hi, Emily's mom. What's up? There's a mom. Oh no, you're good. What do you need Emily's though? Emily's mom. Emily's mom. Do you have fantasy books? Book recommendations mom do you have fantasy book recommendations <laughs> yeah do you have any favorite books that are fantasy novels or anything fantasy that you like doesn't have to be a book <laughs> we're just gonna talk about whatever emily's mom talks about sounds great you don't know <laughs> any good tv shows or anything emily's mom no okay she's gonna get back to me i'm blessed <laughs> There's going to be a part two to this. I, look, I'm very excited for the through line that is going to be Emily's mom coming in with some fucking hot wrecks. Like, that's going to absolutely be the best part of this for me. Oh, oh God. Uh, but yeah, we'll do, the, we'll do the thing where we roll a d4 and see who goes first. That's what we do on this. Oh, shit. That is going to be... Uh, well, it could have been Emily's mom, but I guess it's just gonna be Emily. <laughs> oh man. Uh, okay. <laughs> I guess you'll do. I will tell you about my favorite author at Ooh. the moment. Okay. Uh, because she writes a whole lot of stuff. But her name is V. E. Schwab. V is in Victor. E is in Emily Schwab. <laughs> I just want to talk about the name for the rest of this. Yeah. Just that's it. That's a very good name. <laughs> but I also like that you did not spell out Schwab. It's just, you know, it's Schwab. Oh, yeah. It's Schwab. It's S C H W A B. It's already more letters than I thought there were. Yeah. Or, <laughs> there was, a, there was, a, there was um, a sneaky C in there that I was not ready for. Yep. Same. <laughs> 
she is a fantasy writer, um, and she also writes just a lot of other stuff. I'm currently reading The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, which is wonderful. It only came out four months ago. And the premise of that book is a woman in 17, I think 13 France, makes a deal with a devil. Yes. To never grow older. Um, but at the same time, everybody who meets her forgets who she is. And she they don't know her name. Oh. Until <laughs> one man remembers her. It's very gay. The book is very yes. gay. And as with all the Schwab books, which I adore, even though the book is pretty long, I think it's like 450, 450, 500 pages. The chapters at its longest are four pages. Hey, mom. Would the Green Mile count as a fantasy the Green Mile, I'll count it. Do you have like we'll a favorite it. TV show that you'd want to recommend? Because we're just talking about stuff right now. Like, is there anything that they should watch? <laughs> the Green yeah. Mile was so good. Like current or old? Any. Like what kind of TV show would you read? Because all the rest of his stuff's too intense. Oh my gosh, let me think. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I am so excited. Okay, here's my my new problem. And when I say my problem, I mean significantly your problem, Emily. Um, I <laughs> cannot imagine that Owen Piper is going to abide another parent being a part of the podcast. So <laughs> you and your mom might be in danger. Well, it's okay because it's his dad and then my mom. So mm-hmm. they're the parent. Like they're really they're oh. fighting with Sarah and Jason for okay. podcast parents. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we do have we do have podcast parents and also parents who are on the podcast. So they might your your mom and Owen's Piper's dad might need to team up against podcast mom <laughs> okay. and podcast dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm ready for this. Oh, I'm so sad that we already know what we're doing for episode 100 because I would fucking that's that's what I want to do now. That can be 150. That's fine. Yeah. That- yeah. My mom will tell you about my mom has watched like every oh, I, I swear to god she's watched like every television show every movie she is the most like the entertainment literate person you will ever meet like when i was like in my history <laughs> of television class she was the one telling me about stuff to watch and i'm like yep got it got it got it got it and then you're asking her for recommendations she's like mm-hmm. is there like is there like a, a like a reverse thing that we could do with like you know you know how like parents uh, when their friends are like oh our kids should be friends can we do that with our parents because I think that my mom and your mom would vibe very well on that because like you know my mom is also like I've watched everything <laughs> I think that might work and your mom is from Wisconsin right yeah my mom is from the East Coast but you know we've been living in Nebraska since two thousand five. Okay. <laughs> So I think it's a match made in heaven. I like, I like that you buried that lady. <laughs> All right. Your mom's from Wisconsin. My mom's from not there. Uh, <laughs> but we've been living here for a long time. Well, <laughs> it's It's fine. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, V. Schwab. V. Schwab. The yeah, Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Yes. Um, at the most, the chapters are only like four, four, four to five pages. At the most, which right, is great okay. for my attention span because it's almost like reading fan fiction. Right. You know how fan fiction is only like at the most like yes. a couple of pages, sometimes is like a couple of pages and they're kind of their own independent yeah, stories. Yeah. That's kind of what V.E. Yeah. Schwab does. And she also loves the omniscient narrator, but she'll focus in on different characters. And uh, she also loves to jump around in time, yeah. which I think is helpful for dungeon masters because it's like 
you're telling multiple narratives from different points of view as someone who is an omniscient narr- narrator, because that's what DMs are. Yeah. Uh, so there's that one. And then she has another book that's a series called Vicious, which is like if X-Men married uh, Frankenstein. And that's that's how I usually okay. like wreck, wreck it to people. And that one's really good. Which of the X-Men marrying Frankenstein, oh, though? Uh, it's kind of it's kind of like a Magneto Professor X kind of relationship except the roles are reversed so the good guy is the guy who's kind of like "Hmm," and the bad guy is the one who seems nice Uh, but anyway vicious is great (laughs) it's a series i think the second one i think there's three in it and then she also has another book series called a darker shade of magic which i haven't read yet but that's what everybody says you have to read and she does graphic novels based on the books a darker shade of magic and she has another she she i swear to god she just she's just a writing machine and then she also has her (laughs) her very first novel was a fantasy one and it was called uh the near witch which is very mm. enjoyable as well. But all of all of her books are very consistent in tone, are very quick to read and um still like have like a lot of punches. She Oh my god, hold on. Let me just read you some of my favorite oh, shit. Fuck. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Okay, isn't this a pretty cover? Ooh, it's a very pretty cover. Ooh, I do really like the cover. Okay, this is the book that I've been hearing about. I'm so sorry. This is so weird, but just the way she describes things is so good. I'm going to read you a kissing passage. Ooh. All right. A kissing passage? Oh, shoot. All right. Uh, When he kisses her, he tastes like salt in summer, but it feels too much like a punctuation mark. And she isn't ready for the night to end, so she kisses him back, deeper, turns the period into a question, into an answer. Oh. Isn't that motherfucking clever? I like it a lot. Isn't that good? That's very good. <laughs> okay, here's the thing, Emily. I can't order new books right now. You gotta order this one. I don't. I don't have. I'm telling money. you, it's gay. <laughs> um, darkness. Who's like the devil in this? Is so hot. He's so hot. I love him. He's so hot. He's so I'm hot. Excited. He's so hot. He's so hot. It just, it's just not it's repeated. Just so hot. I am uh so sold. How many pages is this? It's four oh four forty two pages, and uh I got that's not I'm, I'm, at all. Oh, I'm I'm that far in it, and it's only been like a little bit. So fucking read it. It's so good. Ve Schwab also <laughs> has an Instagram, and it's so great. Fuck, I love her. I love how exact all of those measurements of this is how far I'm in the book, and here's how long. Work. <laughs> no, it's fine. Look, I'm. Got it. I'm, I am this far and it's been a little. Yeah. Yeah, it's I know, Matt. It's great. Oh. It's great. I'm not going to lie. I am such a sucker for books that are like long but have short chapters. I can always fuck with that. Because like uh, as much as I love like Terry Pratchett books, mm-hmm. it hinks me up to no end that there's no chapters. How can I know how if I'm winning at reading book if yep. there's no chapters? Also, how do you have a good like slap in the face that you really should be going to bed and instead of right. reading because mm-hmm. you said you were just going to read one more page exactly. and then now there's six chapters later right. like you don't have that marker to tell you hey reevaluate your life right yeah. now and then decide to keep reading anyway page breaks do not do it for me like if there's a page break that you're just like i might as well just like keep on going like no we need a chapter. i don't register them let me tell you something else about ve schwab she is a great like nighttime read because she gives you like goals so her chapters are only between like two to five pages at the most right mm-hmm her parts, because it's all split into parts, are like 50 pages. Uh, 
Okay. They're like 50 pages yeah. a piece. So it's like you sit down, you read 50 pages a night. Oh, I like yeah, it. Yeah, I can definitely fuck with that. Right? <laughs> In this economy, I can afford that. <laughs> In this economy. In my school, I have so much shit going on. I'm like, oh, fuck. I just got one part <laughs> done. I can finish two parts in 100 pages. Like, God. So good. Do it, baby. You can literally be like, I'm just going to read a chapter real quick three minutes yeah. later and you're done. Right? Like, that's beautiful. Such a nice all. Ooh. Makes you feel makes you feel like you did something, but also like you didn't have to do too much. And that's it. That's that's what I want. And if the shop ever listens to this, uh, hey, girl, I know you're single. I'm single. <laughs> like, going on a date. like, she's so cool. I'm not single, but I am available. <laughs> so that's my that's my pitch. Oh. <laughs> she lives in France, I think, right now. But it's fine. Uh, it's closer to me. I'm just putting that out there. I was gonna say <laughs> just a little bit. All right. Okay. That's definitely going on Isabel's list of things to read. I'm excited. All right. Do a little, do a little roll. Oh, that's me. What am I gonna <gasps> What am I gonna recommend? <gasps> I've got so many books. Okay. This is one that I've actually written things down for in my little notebook, which is wild. Ooh. Okay, I think I'm going to go for... I'm going to do a little graphic novel for y'all. I am going to recommend Nimona. <gasps> yeah! Yeah, baby! Yeah. What is this? So Nimona is a uh, is a graphic novel. It's pretty short. It, it used to be like a little webcomic mm-hmm. um, by the wonderful and beautiful Noelle Stevenson, writer of Steven Universe. They're fantastic. Uh, they're right, just excellent characters. Uh, I think that, yeah, they did this before before Steven Universe. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it's fantastic. I think that the, the reason that I'm bringing this one forward, uh, aside from it just being wonderful, is it's a really good way to do evil characters as a main character if you are interested in running an evil campaign. I think that this is one of the most interesting evil character things that I've read before um, because it does the correct thing of making your evil characters doing things for a reason not just mohaha take over the world so essentially uh, Nimona is the the main character in it uh, Nimona is a shapeshifter that is uh, <laughs> is like a hired lackey to a guy that is the bad guy in like this this old kingdom uh, Nimona is endlessly endlessly powerful and he's like, why? Like, I don't, I don't need, I don't need a lackey. I don't know what you're doing here. She's just like, I'm just gonna do my thing. I just want cat turned into a dragon and burn shit. Whereas he's very like, I am gonna fix the world, but to fix the world, I'm gonna have to destroy some things, uh, which is the inherently what makes him evil. But it goes into really good ways of making the the villains to the protagonists, aka should be the good guys, and kind of exposing them for like hypocrisy and all that jazz. And it's just it's endlessly interesting and relatable, and it's also very very. Que- There's a running theme already. It's very queer. Nice, 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 nice. <laughs> it's very ooh. The queerness, uh, it's very beautifully done. There's there's not really words to describe how much like I I absolutely love it. It feels like a good comfort read because yeah, everything is just like it starts off very silly and weird, and it doesn't lose that silliness and weirdness as it goes through, but it does also get heartbreaking a lot of the time. I don't want to spoil too much from plot and everything because like a lot of the the things that I love the most about it are twists and turns in the story. But it's also got that that good thing of like, yeah, it's very short. It's very easy to read. Like I, I think I read it in 
like less than a day because I just got so very sucked in and I couldn't put it down. And yeah, all the characters in it are just so well fleshed out and wonderful. Characters that you don't like turn into characters that you love. Characters that you you were like, ah, they seem cool, turn out to be just the worst. And it's just, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't stop being great from beginning to end. And it's just very pretty to look at as well. I am a big fan. This is Nimona. <laughs> how do you how does how does one spell Oh, you spell Nimona. N I M O N A. Nimona. Blessed. Could could you could you use it in a sentence, please? I I'm not good enough at puns. I wanted to come up with something <laughs> funny, but I I Next up it's Heather. <laughs> She says, clutching her Corona light. Oh my! <laughs> uh, it's a Corona extra. Uh, I'm sorry. These are very cheap right now for some unexplainable reason. No idea why. Mm-mm. Oh my gosh! Their their brand didn't start weeping openly or anything <laughs> about a year ago. Oh well. Okay, I'm so torn. I'm so torn. My brain has can't figure out what to do. Three different things. Okay, I'm gonna go with the first one because it's fine. Um, okay. <laughs> so Tamora Pierce, or as I learned like less than a year ago, most people pronounce it Tamara Pierce. I've pronounced it no. wrong literally my entire life, and it's fine. No, it's Tamora. No, it's not. I refuse. It's Tamara. No, I can't say- Wait, how how is it spelled? No, I'm How's saying that's not how it's spelled. T A M O R A, I think. Yeah. Oh. It's Tamora. I don't care how she pronounces it. It's Tamora. <laughs> I don't care how you pronounce your own name. Kay, thanks, Emily. Um, so, grew up on her books. Um, definitely books that, like, you can read in high school and earlier. I would say there's very little in there that would require parental discretion, just depending on how you want to introduce certain topics to your kids. But also, if you read it young enough, you have no clue about some of the stuff, so it's fine. You don't know what it means. But specifically, the Becca Cooper series, which is Terrier, Bloodhound, and Mastiff. I have reread Terrier so many times that I had to get a new (laughs) copy of it. Oh, okay. I had a passage of it as my first monologue audition ever because it's just, mm, you have female heroine who is not inherently feminine, but can be feminine, but in no way is like forced to do that for character growth it's more like you have to be able to do that to fit in for this thing over here okay good we're out of it okay great and then you continue on about your life hey google shut up (laughs) (laughs) it's been joining it in conversations recently and i don't know how i feel about this i don't like that oh i feel bad about it i know how i feel anyway i'm gonna plug that later um, but so you have a lot of different complexity of character. You have a lot of different influences, how people are described and regions and styles. And she tackles a bunch of different issues at a level at which you can read younger and understand and follow. And it just seems like, of course, this is how things should go. Uh, she tackles stereotypes against like like her main series of people never for Alana literally tackles the girls can't become knights and it's like uh mm-hmm. f you yes it can um, <laughs> yeah and there is representation of a lot of different kinds in there that I'm just not even we don't we don't have time there's but in <laughs> but in 
terrier, it's a for me, it's a really good view into a different side of things than what you normally see. So Becca, in just in the first book, she is what is called a puppy in the guards who are known, quote unquote, the nickname for them is the dogs, which is why. So she's puppy. So she's apprentice. Uh, and she's matched with two older, more experienced, quote unquote, dogs who are the policemen of the city. And so they but they work in the lowest district economic wise and she's from there but has had a family who's helped take care of her and her family and and all of these all these different things that mean she has a unique perspective on a lot of stuff she's a lot of skills with a lot of things there's magic there's flirtations there's recognizing toxic toxic potential relationships and saying no to them uh there's different types of friendships and relationships and what constitutes betrayal and what makes someone walk away and how things work and you also get to see the inside of the police force of the city and how it's not perfect and how people get paid off and how what you're fighting for is supposed to be this thing but why are people doing this thing and it's really interesting personally and i absolutely love the narrative of it but yeah no tamora pierce's books are just phenomenal and incredible and rereading them as an adult means that they're really quick reads mm-hmm. i could get through terrier in probably a couple hours because it is maybe i'm not gonna go look but it's probably 350 pages and big font and like big it's, it's, font. A, it's big a binge font. read um but all of her books are written smaller and fast stories but then they're written in series and the series fit into a world uh, that relate with each other. And so you, there's there's almost always more. I had a sad day when I realized I'd actually read the last four books, but it's fine. She's written more since then. So <laughs> it's, and it's, and it's a really, there's a lot of like classical thoughts in there in terms of how magic and D&D would work. But then there's also like, well, have you considered how this thing would affect it? Uh, like Becca has magic, but it's not nor- normal. It's not, even in the world, it's not a normal gift. Uh, and it's really interesting, and I love it, and it's great. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look at us, some literary lighting. <laughs> and yeah. I also, I also uh, in that vein, I, I'm just uh, very much uh, enjoying that we brought a, at least first round of books, not a single male author there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got more that aren't. I My other two that my brain was like, who should I? They're also girls. They're also females. Yeah. Do I know anything about their personal life? Not that much, but. However, <laughs> uh, I just like it. It just made me happy. <laughs> Do I know where they live, Emily? No, I don't. Look, the only reason I know she lives in France is because of her Instagram stories, okay? It's not that creepy if they post about it online, you know? <laughs> Or about, like, her cat or the cat that just visits her parents every once in a while. Like, it's fine. It's fine. Am I going to have – would you like me to tag her in the episode or do you want me to specifically not? You see you say that and, like, I don't want to sound creepy. (laughs) She's just so cool. And I want to be her friend at the very least. She's just neat. Like, there's a chance. There's, like, a a chance that I could meet her because she's currently writing, like, a television show of one of her books. And uh-huh. I'm just like, uh, if I, what if it's it's not like an like an immediate possibility, but like because she's writing but movies she and she's writing television shows, I'm just like, I could meet her, you know, like I could. Like that is so that's within your world. I have met like other authors before. I met uh, Rainbow Rowell and uh, the Green Ooh. Brothers. I've met them. Oh, uh, yeah. Rainbow, I got there to interview. Go. Rainbow Rowell writes young adult fiction and adult fiction, and. 
and she lives in Omaha. So I've met her a couple Omaha. of times that I've talked to her. <laughs> and I don't I don't think I own a copy of her book that isn't autographed. Okay, but flex. I don't know what it is about calling things <laughs> adult fiction. But anytime, like, I get, I know that it is just, like, not young adult fiction. But anytime things say adult fiction, I'm just like, yeah, it's adult fiction, baby. It's got, it's got the sexy things. That's honestly (laughs) what I think, too, is, like, the difference between young adult fiction and adult fiction is... Mm. But like there was, there's a series of books. Oh heck, what were they called? The, um, was it The Magician's Apprentice? Yeah, yeah. the one yeah. that eventually became a Nick Cage movie. Sorry, it what? Yeah, Nicholas Cage is in the movie of The Magician's Am I thinking Apprentice of the right, or something. Am I think of the right book. I hope not because I don't want that. I don't want to know no, about that. No, that that happened, Ismay. That happened like back in like 2012, uh, 2013, maybe. I'm hoping that I'm wrong. Series. Oh no no. Okay, no, I'm thinking of the wrong series. I'm thinking of the wrong series. The Magician's Apprentice is definitely Nick Cage, though. No, no, no. Okay, yeah, but no, I'm thinking of a different book. Oh, wait. What? Oh, fuck. I'm gonna... This is gonna ruin me. Um, Hi, I welcome think... to Crit Chat, where we're talking about books where half of the episode is us just double-checking what we're saying. Yeah, like, I'll get <laughs> there. To you by Google. I'll get there. Oh, I found it. It was called... Okay, that's what it was called. It's called the Black Magician t- Trilogy. That's what I'm thinking about. Uh, okay. Okay. That's a different... But okay, thank Jesus Christ that that didn't... Uh, was not, but now I need to know what the books are. Yeah. Oh, the, so the, the, this might be my... Fuck it. This is my next one. I read these as a kid. I don't know if they're any good. <laughs> I liked it because it felt vaguely salacious. Uh, Childhood was... Ismay recommends this. Adult Ismay doesn't know. Yeah. Okay. It does doesn't know but okay yeah fuck it i'm gonna explain this book as much as young <laughs> as much as older version of young ismay remembers similar i guess to terrier it is about a younger girl that lives in like the kind of lower parts of the city of like mm-hmm. her her city and the world is kind of ruled by magicians and like they're seen as like these elite snobby assholes like people train for ages to be magicians and whatever they're all high and mighty however sometimes people have magic and they don't know about it then once they figure out that they've got magic the magician's guild comes in and like snatches them up and they're like right you have to learn with us otherwise you're going to be dangerous Mm. and it's just yeah it's, it's her going through the elitism ingrained in the magician's guild and having to prove herself because like she's she's not been trained since birth essentially it's just something that she has been born with and yeah it did as far as i remember it does magic in like a very like yeah fun fun way it's it's a definitely mostly about a class war that she is now on both sides of because one she has to be with these people otherwise they're probably gonna take her out because she's got dangerous magic that she's not allowed to have but on the other hand she's not gonna you know she does not want to do the elitism thing where she has to essentially hold back the pores because that's their job and yeah it's 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 her going through all that there's some extra twists and turns up in there and uh, for a young adult 
uh, series, it got to uh, the third book, and there is a, a, a two-sentence-long sex scene, and I don't think that I stopped blushing the entire day. I remember reading it, and then I was like, I need to hide this book, because what if my mom comes in and finds the book and opens it, and it falls to this page, and then she'll know. And I got so scared. Also, unrelated, that page was... Uh, if if you were to just let the book fall, it would have automatically opened on that page. And let's not worry about that. <laughs> how many times I reread those two sentences. So this wasn't a paranoia fear. This was a, the book will open there. It's like, you know, oh, you look. Mm-hmm. So, back, in, back in the old days, the internet wasn't as reliable for your, your needs. So sometimes. Yeah, it's... back in our days, there wasn't the, the fan fiction websites were just forums that you had to go to they were forums and you know where the YN came from it was from our generation that was from our generation (laughs) that is a relic that has been brought forth and that's what we did I was already made to feel old this week when one of the youth said they're gonna graduate high school in 10 years after I did I don't need this I'm sad because Gen Z doesn't like our side parts and our skinny jeans and the cry laugh emoji I'm like, no, those are my personality. I didn't know about the other two, but but I, I saw the side part and I was like, like you guys, your faces look <laughs> odd. I've tried a middle part. If I do a middle part, I look like Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> and I love that map, but I do not need to look like Weird Al Yankovic. I did a middle part until high school when I cut my hair short and it was literally the mo- like the beginning of me actually mm-hmm. enjoying what I looked like. Right. Because I was like, this actually fits my face and it's so good so yes. excuse you excuse me you know you could be a little less mean about how to identify us millennials you know how it's that i have never met a millennial who knows how to do the french tuck <laughs> like with their shirts like you know like where they do like the they, they tuck it a little bit in the front and then the rest slides off like that's that's how i know i'm not a gen zer uh, it's because every time i do it i look like a block and i'm like oh geez oh geez i don't want to be a block i want to <laughs> be a style how'd you make it look cute i'm not fashion i want to be fashions but i'm not fashion i don't want to be fashions i want to be pirate renaissance lady so that's fashions babe. darby high, high fashion oh wait that's not a pirate <laughs> Yo, ho. who was that, Emily? <laughs> the, are the skinny jeans blow. Uh, yo, ho. I got, I mean, it did get more piratey. Thank for, you. To be sure. I was going to try to think of a sea shanty because I think those are still cool, right? Or we, we got past that. I'm pretty sure that sea shanties are still cool. Okay. Cool, 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 I cool. think they're still cool, but it's me. I don't know any cool things. I'm irrelevant. Uh... <laughs> Hello there, nerds, and welcome to the middle of the podcast break chat with your host, Ismay. I hope that you are enjoying this good fantasy book club, and I hope that this is inspiring you to read some more books for Dozen Dragons. Uh, I, uh, I I can't remember if I said in the podcast or not. I don't think I did. Uh, but I took a long, long break from reading in my life because school made it very not fun to read. Uh, but now I'm back on my bullshit, so I'm always here for fantasy recommendations, so it was really good that we had this episode. But if there are any, like, fantasy books 
or books that you think are good for those who love Dungeons and Dragons, uh, please go to recommend them to us. Do you want to know a good place you can recommend them to us? I'm so happy you asked. You can go and do that over on our social medias. You can find us on Facebook or on Twitter if you search Crit Chat. Go over there, give us a tag, and recommend some cool fantasy novels for well, me to read. Most for other people to read too, but uh, mostly this is a selfish endeavor and I want to read more books. If you follow over there, it really helps us out. It lets us know that you're out there and it helps you recommend us to other people. If you see people looking for Dungeons and Dragons advice or in need of podcast recommendations, it would help us out a lot if you gave us a little tag in those messages and then hopefully we will spread the good word of crit chat to the world. You can also find our Discord in the description of wherever you're listening to us if you want to just come and chat with us. We do a lot of memes over there and have watch parties and all that good kind of stuff. If you want to help us out in a money's way, you can go over to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash critchat, all one word. I can't describe how much it helps us out when uh, people donate on the Patreon because we, we need the money to keep us going strong. Uh, you can also get a lot of cool behind the scenes stuff if you go over there. Uh, there's a lot queued up from Half Damage uh, and I am pretty sure there's going to be a lot from our upcoming episode 100. That's right, baby. Next episode is episode 100. I cannot wait for it. I'm recording the first of the the little things that we're doing for it today. I have got a million recording sessions for this, but it's going to be worth it in the end. We are going into some buck wild territory of the thing that changed Dungeons and Dragons, or not changed Dungeons and Dragons, but changed the world of tabletop roleplay games forever. We are getting into the reason that they changed, and that's wild. Uh, so keep on board for episode 100. If you go to our Patreon, you'll get some behind-the-scenes things for that as well, I am sure. That is our patreon.com forward slash critchat. I'll let you get back to the episode now so that you can listen to all that good stuff and get more book recommendations. Much love, much nerdiness, and much kisses. I love you. Goodbye. Uh, I'll do a thing where I roll and we do another books. Another books. Emily, do you got another book for us? I could just talk about V.E. Schwab all day. You could. However, this is more on uh, Emily's list to read because this year I'm giving myself... Last year I just didn't consume much at all uh, because we we know why. And... uh, We don't... I can't (laughs) think of a reason, but it's probably... It's it's fine. You probably have your own reason. I don't know. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? Nah, no reason. I think I read 10 books in 2020. So I I gave myself a, a, a goal where I read a book and then I watch at least a season of television and then I read a book, I watch a season of television and I kind of go flip-flop because I'm realizing, oh, I know the English canon, but I don't really know the television canon that well. So it's a way to kind of keep up Mm. with current books and books that I've kind of been putting aside and then also keeping track of TV shows a little bit more. So a few of the books that are on there are um, a series called The Broken Earth Trilogy by N.K. Jemisin. (gasps) I was a. I, that's on my okay. list. I am literally reading the second of that series right now. Okay, so you can probably talk about it, Ismay, but it's. Um, <gasps> NK is just prolific because she won. <laughs> yes. She's the only person in the 65 year history of the Hugos to ever win best novel for each of the books in her series. And it was 2016, yep. 2017, 2018. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Hugos, I think, are the highest prize that you can win for fantasy or is it sci fi? 
It's um, one of those two. It's I think it's sci-fi. Like it's technically doubt as as sci-fi, but it's got big fantasy elements. Yeah. So that's a big deal. And she's also a black writer. And her 2018 speech about was like a giant like middle finger too. If you think that I just won these because I'm black, you guys are just assholes. And I am a great writer. Yep. Perfect. So I love her attitude. And Ismay, you could talk more about it because I haven't read them yet. I was supposed to have read them for a book club last year because <laughs> you didn't do it. Uh, fair. Uh, <laughs> but um, I'm just really excited about it because uh, she's on my list and I have a lot of Octavia Butler that I want to read. I want to read Kindred. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, Ismay, you could probably talk more because you've read the first book. She's fan- She's fantastic. So, right. I don't know how really to describe how powerfully amazing these books are. For, for Dungeons and Dragons, I would say that it is like, it's good if you want to do a world where magic is considered dangerous because they've got something that is very akin to magic in it uh, and everyone that, that has that is regarded with fear and suspicion but are taken because they're like supposed to be useful and are essentially you know like forced to to help people and it's like the the themes in it are so cool and sci-fi in that way of like one of my favorite things of well-written sci-fi books is when you read the first chapter and you're like wow I understood zero of the words you said. These are all nonsense <laughs> bullshit. That I don't know what you're talking about. But as you go on, it just becomes the language and you just automatically get it. I think you get to maybe the second chapter and then you're essentially in the world. So many of the terms are already very ingrained with you. Even things that you don't fully understand because of other bits, you understand them better. It's very, very well written. It's very sci-fi but sometimes feels a bit fantasy because it's got a lot of like small town tribalism kind of things going on and it's got it's very uh, apocalyptic it's all about multiple apocalypses going on and it's very smart about its analogies like it's very like the the folk that have magic powers are inducted into like a slavery where they are either hated or they are seen as useful and so then they are allowed to be in society even though people will still look down on them but use them in every single way that they can and they are given less rights and it's just ooh, every part of it is great and yeah all of it just makes my my heart so so happy because it's fantastically written and i can't say that because that's a twists and turns i can't say one of my favorite (laughs) bit because it's a twists and turns um it also is one of the few books that i that i've read that very effectively uses second person narration for a lot of it and it doesn't do it in a a lot of times when I've seen second person narration it's you've lost your memory so you are trying to figure out who you are again let's remember who you are and it just kind of builds you up like that this it just goes into is like remember who you are this is you and then it just refers to you go down and you do this and you look at this person and this happens and it's just it's very well done and I, I've, I've not really had a book that speaks in the second person that I've enjoyed as much as this one. I don't know very many that just do that in general. So that's already, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's very good. It's great for world building. It's great for how, like, because, you know, one of the main tenets of playing Dungeons and Dragons, your players are going to see the world as it is, see a flawed world and try and change it. This is the ultimate trying to change the world and the difficult decisions that you have to make along the way and the prejudices that people face along the way. And it's just, mm, 
Mm-hmm. Mm, it's lovely. Ooh, it's lovely. It's got a lot of queer rep as well. It's got a lot of. It's got uh, some trans rep as well, which I'm always here for. And yes, read read these good good books. The Broken Earth series. Heather, would you like to finish us off with like a last book? Okay, Mercedes Lackey. Mm-hmm. I've not even begun to scratch how many books she's written. At one point in high school, I looked up how many books and realized she'd written one for every year she was alive. What the fuck? And at that point, she was like in her 50s or something. She's written a lot. And the thing is, the ones that I have read, again, you can just consume them. They are, the ones that I've read have been very different from each other. So they're not, I don't think they're all in the same world. I think there's a lot of like individual stories and things that she, she's also done a lot of like collaborative writing with people but her the last book that i read by her uh was the black griffin i read it at the perfect time in my life because okay i am an empath magical empath i was going through a period of time where depressy spaghetti and definitely like asking myself who heals the healers okay and not just in the terms of oh if you're a nurse you still go to the doctor Mm. and get no who handles the therapist who handles the the mom friends who handles the empaths who takes care of you when you're always taking care of other people and you feel like a burden and feel like you can't ask for help for other people and that you if you are only there to exist for others and what's your actual purpose and who are you and oh my lordy okay so this book follows a healer who uh is a mix of a massage therapist actual therapist and emotional magic therapist where he knows what you're feeling and literally as he's giving you a back massage massages out the emotional stuff as well and and takes on a lot of it and when he's not good and the book starts with him not being good because hey they're in a war (laughs) and they're at the front lines and they're in camp and so he's so important because he's taking care of the soldiers the beginning of the book literally starts with him having to deal with people coming back and and not being okay and then he goes to two of his friends who are more physical healers but who know how to how to take care emotionally and then they take care of him as he falls into their lap and weeps and they remind him that he's worth being taken care of and and all of these very very important things again as an empath and as someone who works with people who are dealing with struggles of life now it is still a really good book and it is a book that talks war talks about not just the fighters not just the soldiers but the people who are running it the other people that are important with it the consequences of war what decisions you do strategy inner relationships how to navigate friendship versus rank which is something i don't think we always really consider like well no they're my friend they're so they're my friend yeah but there's gonna be situations where they're your commanding officer or they're your partner or whatever um talks about respect it talks about again taking care of yourself and how you too matter and are valued and should take care of yourself and shouldn't feel like a burden for asking for what you need and all of these very 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 important concepts abusive relationship and why are you in it and get out and how to get out and how what support you need like there's a lot with it 
And I've only read a handful of books by her, but every book by Mercedes Lackey that I've read has more depth than you think it should for how many books she's written and how much time she must have spent on each one. All the ones I have read have been books that you can, again, hand to someone who's in high school and they can comprehensively read it. They can understand the themes that are in it. They can understand there's some more adulty bits, but they're not full on mature, again, from the ones that I've read. But it's like a really good conversation. It's a really good world building. It's a really good what matters and what doesn't. And if you ask the question of, well, what about this thing? Either there's a concrete answer or it's up to your imagination. And she doesn't worry about filling in all of the every little piece, but she gives you what you need for the story to move forward. And then you can continue on for yourself. Also, there's griffins. There's just <laughs> griffins as like the main, main other magical creature even McElroy shows up and you're like holy shit no (laughs) No. so so, um like what up fuckers i'm gonna give you a magic see my brain goes to griffin from uh chase's podcast another path so it's fine there's there's multiple griffins but anyway so there's also but there's there's these magical creatures that are quote-unquote question mark enslaved are they enslaved are they creatures or are they other members of the army and you deal with that dilemma because some people who work with them are like no they're just a a pet that we train how to do this and then other people like our main character who's like no they're an actual sentient creature so why are we the humans over them when they should have their own commanding officer of themselves who knows what they need and if they're telling us what they need we shouldn't decide that we know better which is just a great thought for so many different situations such as parent to child such as people outside of a marginalized community to people who are and all of the things and it's great uh the first of the three is definitely my favorite i love the second one it has a billion twists and turns the third one is very good and it's much simpler but it follows a teenager human and griffin pairing on an adventure for them but it mostly focuses it's it's a very it's a very weird like focusing on the relationships as they are very far apart from the people whose relation but it's like reflective focusing it's like no we didn't have to hash everything out we needed time and space to realize where we stand and then when they come back together they work through the little bit they need to and then they move forward and that's great highly recommend the whole series look at all of our good butt this is a successful fantasy book club where all the teens come true fantasy book club fantasy book club where we all get high on the fantasy life and the magic of books and words and words that are magic and i am singing don't cut her off her flow it's a perfect flow fantasy Oh, where does it go? Where does it go from here? Fantasy is a thing for you and me. We saved that. And sometimes there's things that happen in the fantasy realm that you're like, I bet that's an allusion to real life. And guess what it is? It's got a message, but the flow is bad. If it is good, (laughs) it will have deeper meanings that you can apply to your everyday life. Oh, we got jazzy. Fantasy book club. Oh, there's still more. (laughs) V.E. Schwab, please oh, contact so- Emily Emily Kuklinski <laughs> if you're ever <laughs> She would love to help you on a pilot or something, even though you're a much better oh, writer than she ever could be. She is an Emily. Emily is not going to be as good of a writer as V.E. Schwab ever is, but she would very much like to be a part of your future endeavors, whether it's in a professional or, you know, the other, uh, like going out and grabbing some lunch. Um, I live in uh, Nebraska, but I will be the living in The first bit is longer than the jingle. Summer, so anyway, this has been... Fantasy book club. 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 F
Fantasy Book Club <laughs> with Press. Yay! <laughs> I loved it. Uh, with that, we're gonna wrap oh. it the fuck up. Wait, do you want the second verse? Next time. No, Next we're time. good. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, I might regret this, but Emily, do you have any plugs? <laughs> I'll be, I, I have a thing that I've been working on, but it isn't out yet. So in the meantime, <laughs> half damage. Hey. It's, it's getting deep, guys. No, it's I, getting deep. I'm real nervous. Jesus. I'm real nervous. I gotta catch up. Oh no. We're like, we're in the end game now. Um, and boy, does it yeah, feel Thanos like it. Yeah, Thanos showed up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Find Half Damage wherever you find podcasts. It's good. <laughs> uh, Heather, do you have any plugs for us? Yes. Check out Books That Burn. I am the transcriptionist, and it's great. And Books That Burn is a book review podcast that reviews trauma depicted in fiction and helps you just figure out whether or not it's a safe book for you to read, but also I really enjoy listening to my siblings talk. It's great. There's also soon to be out, look for it soon, Point and Play, P-O-I-N-T-E and Play with Nicole and myself discussing uh, just different topics in music and dance and then we'll find a video or a music video or something that we really enjoy and we'll link it in the description and then just talk about the things that we noticed about it and it's great and fun. And then starting this Sunday and it's going to be every other Sunday, I don't have a link yet, but that's fine, is Oops All Barovians, and it is going to be a play through the Curse of Strahd, and I'm playing a, a paladin, and her name is Yastrid, and she's a Vistani, and I'm so excited, and we're streaming. But yeah, those are my plugs. There we go. You can find nice. me, well, you can find me on Twitter at MamaDragon20, and I'm posting about all the things that I'm involved in in there. If you want to find me, I am everywhere at ATeacupGamer. You can find me there at Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I mostly stream on twitch.tv forward slash ATeacupGamer. I don't really know what I'm playing right now. I did a, I did a bunch of little games, including I'm back on my FMV bullshit, which is all I ever really want to do but sometimes i play nice. other things so we'll figure out what i'm playing next time when it gets there i don't know we'll <laughs> work it out and for critchet you can find us wherever you find podcasts uh you can find us uh yeah all the best podcast apps and if you can find us on itunes if you do find us on itunes it'd be great if you left us a five-star review for this five-star show and yeah we'll see you Every other Saturday. Until then, I have been Ismay. I've been Emily, and also I'm on Twitch at Emily Puns. I forgot about that. <laughs> do do that. Uh, I've been Emily. I've been a very confuddled Heather. <laughs> You've been listening to Grit Chat. See you later, nerds. Be Schwab, call me. <laughs> <laughs>